0: I've seen people get in over their heads and have problems where if their site goes down and it's an on-premise solution, well, when you call the e-commerce platform, they're going to say, well, we don't I host it. Hosting, yeah. yeah, call your hosting provider. You call your hosting provider, and depending on the hosting provider, they might say, well, this is a problem with your application. You need to call your e-commerce application provider, and you just get stuck going around and around. Hence, in the the circle of service. Circle of disservice. Disservice, yes, no, yeah. Thank you. That's, I was thinking, <laughs> trying to think of the word.
1: Good day and welcome to Commerce Today. My name is Darren and I am here as always with Josh. And we are here to share a little bit about what's happening in the commerce world right now. So Josh, as always, how you doing today? How are we looking?
0: Doing good, doing good. Getting the hang of this whole live streaming thing. Trying not to just constantly look at our stats. So if you see me doing this, exactly. I'm looking at the stream. But.
1: Well, I'm wondering if we're going to have to get another computer and three more monitors for oh. you so that easily... and Definitely. Foot pedals and stuff might as well be a whole flight console for you.
0: And I know this is making for great audio for our podcast listeners, so apologies. And we we will get right to the topic now. And exactly. <laughs> and as you
1: were saying, right to the topic. So we've uh, we were recently talking uh, a time ago about e-commerce platforms and the really crazy thing of replatforming and what that's all about. And I think the big question then becomes, what are the right questions to ask when it comes to choosing that e-commerce platform? And what does that look like? So kind of kick us off. And I think we probably have some some definitions because, you know, I'm definitely not the smartest one in this room. So yeah, you, out, you, help you, me you out.
0: You jumped ahead and started asking me to define these things earlier. I'm like, no, 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 no. This this is what the show is for. Save it for the show. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there, there's there's a lot of terms in the e-commerce world. We love our buzzwords. We love our acronyms. Um, and there's three I want to break down first, and that is SaaS, PaaS, and on-premise. SaaS you've probably heard of, software, as, software a service, as a service. So that's basically you're you're purchasing a service provided by some software, but you're not really purchasing the software. So think Shopify, big commerce. You know, you're signing up for on a monthly basis, and um, you don't really have direct access to the code. You can't change the code, but it is code or software that is providing an e-commerce site for your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you have pass platform as a service. Um, it's a little bit different in that you are paying more for a platform. So it's the the hosting environment, kind of like the SaaS. Um, uh, but it's also uh, a set of tools and tooling around customizing that software. And typically with that, you do get access to the code. Um and then there's the one case where you basically always get access to the code, and that is on premise. And this is, this is old, old, old school. Um, it's it, back in the servers in the closet days, exactly. Right? And that's that's literally what that stands for. When you hear on premise, it's because it meant we're going to install it on a server that's on our premises that is running in our office. Um, nowadays, um, that's it, usually not used that way. It's usually in a data center in the cloud. Um, I love the joke that you know all the cloud is is somebody else's computer. It's all servers at the end of the day. Um, it's somebody else's closet. Exactly. Right Amazon just has much bigger closets. closets. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, on premise means typically that you have full access to and control of the code, and you're responsible for figuring out who's going to host it. Okay.
1: All right. Well, there's also some other things that we probably need to uh, need to talk about and understand, and that's one of them. That's really Really had me curious because there's a there's a piece of the e-commerce questions and understanding the platforms about the single tenant and multi-tenant and what's that all about?
0: Yeah, I noticed you kind of went straight to that on our list because um, it is it's a it almost sounds like you're talking about housing more than exactly. software. Um, but basically, what it what it means is single tenant means that it is an instance that is dedicated to a single. Tenant, a single business. So okay. it means that, you know, if uh, Darren Shoe Company wants to start up a, an e commerce presence and it's a single tenant instance, that means that that hosting environment is only running code for Darren, for Darren, Darren Shoe Shoes. Company. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Multi tenant. You can probably guess where I'm going with this. That is, there is one copy of the code and it might be running um, uh, Darren's shoes, Josh's shoes, Bob's shoes. Um, you you have multiple people sharing the same hosting environment and sharing the same copy of the code. Okay. All right. Well, that makes a little bit more sense. But I guess
1: now that I understand that, why does it matter? Why is it important? And why, why are all of these things important as we look at you know, as a merchant's looking at this SaaS pass on present single, double, triple, quadruple. That's oh, uh, Starbucks Sing- now. Okay. but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: triple, venti, venti yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. No, no, no. So a single tenant or multi-tenant platform. I guess why does it matter? Why you know who cares? Yeah. Um, why should they care? That's why a better, they cre- care? better yes. question. they all care. They all care um,
0: because that's what they're paid to do. <laughs> but no. Um, Basically, uh, we talked in the last episode that this is the year of replatforming. There's a record number of um, companies changing platforms. And what caught my eye in that report is the number one reported reason for changing platforms was very specific. And that was e-commerce brands want e-commerce software adapted for us and hosted externally in a single-tenant environment. I'm like, wait, wait a second, that's real specific. Um, And what caught my attention is you can't usually get that with SaaS, with on-premise or multi-tenant. So that's kind of a a narrow scope of potential platforms you're looking at. Um, And he just pointed out to me, it's very easy for a brand to accidentally select what feels like the right platform, feels like the right choice, just to find themselves replatforming like a year or two later because they realize they're too restricted, that the platform they chose, basically if they chose something that's the opposite of that statement, that is um, not hosted externally, not adapted for them, multi-tenant, that sort of thing, um, it's easy to end up fighting against restrictions from that, having to replatform. Um, so that's why I wanted to spend a little bit of time talking about this today. And then just like our last episode, apologies, I'm going to have to put a disclaimer or a trigger <laughs> warning, like at the start of every stream and, and episode if you are in sales, please don't be offended. Um, but basically, there's a lot of cool new approaches. There's buzzwords like mock and composable commerce, and those are great concepts. We actually have episodes where we, we talked do. about composable commerce. But if you're trying to figure out, is this a single-tenant piece of software that I can customize? Is it adapted for me? Is it hosted externally? And the only answer you're getting is, well, but it's composable commerce. That, That's cool.
1: Yeah, Everybody, everybody's getting exactly. it.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, and so I just, I wanted to break it down. Um, what I end up doing, sometimes I feel like I am a, a counselor or mediator between platforms and e-commerce brands.
1: The e-commerce whisperer here, folks. Yeah, you heard, it, you heard it here first. There we go.
0: Um, and so sometimes I'll just help brands out and say, hey, here's some questions to ask. Like if you don't want to have me in the room or if it's not that level of engagement, that's fine. Just use these questions. And so I thought of three questions that in theory, should cut through some of the, those sales terms and some of those new buzzwords and help you figure out if you're selecting a platform that meets those criteria um, that a majority of the companies are looking for this year.
1: All right, and since you teased it, we'll bring up, uh, assuming I'm reading the great notes here in the right way, but uh, first and foremost, will I have access to view the code that powers my e-commerce site on your
0: platform? Question number one. That is question number one. Um, and if a platform says no to that question, typically you're you're looking at not only a SaaS, but a multi-tenant SaaS, um, which means, again, because it's running Darren's shoes, Josh's shoes, Bob's shoes, they can't let you modify the code because when Darren's modifying the code for... Right. Well, that there would be shoes. bad. That would be bad. Um, and I think SaaS has a place. Like, I'm not against SaaS. We use a lot of SaaS solutions in our business, and it's great for hosting your blog. It's great for, there's some great marketing software um, that is offered as a SaaS. Um, I don't think it's the best choice for e-commerce, though. And so that's why this this question can help you kind of cut through that. Right, and I think you kind of thought felt that, I mean, unless you're just uh,
1: small, maybe barely just starting out, that's where it could, but otherwise... Otherwise, they need to steer away from it. So, all right, question number one. Now, to question number two, will I have access to modify or add to the code that powers my e-commerce
0: site on your platform?
1: That kind of is similar to question number one in a way, but uh, what do we look at there?
0: So this is, it's similar, but there's a, a couple of distinctions. Basically, sure. this we're trying to keep the salespeople honest. <laughs> um and so on this one, if they say yes to this question, the way it's worded, at least if they're, they're listening closely, um, you're looking at either a single-tenant pass, so it's a platform as a service, and it's running just your code, or an on-premise solution. Um, so basically it means you're going to be able to customize and control the user experience. You'll be able to integrate it in with your other systems. Um, it's going to meet those criteria we mentioned earlier that most brands are looking for this year. So all in all...
1: This is a good thing. So, we want to we want to you know just kind of as we're reviewing as we go, we want to avoid the no for question number one, and then we definitely want a yes for question number two. So, now question number three. Ha! Oh, I love this question.
0: Oh yeah, you you got to deal with this question. Yeah, you have a meeting and tomorrow I think about this tomorrow. question. Yes. It's, uh, oh. yes. All right.
1: Uh, and this could be said in so many different ways. You have structured it in a very uh, politically correct and nice way. But uh, who do I call if my
0: site is down? Yeah, that's a fun question. Um, and this can really help you dig into the details of uh, past solutions, um, platform as a service solutions. So some pass based e-commerce platforms are going to have their own support center, their own response team for site outages. Um, Others will refer you directly to the underlying hosting provider. So some of these are set up, say, on Amazon AWS. They might send you straight there. Um, If they've answered yes, um, that yes, you're going to be able to view the code, and yes, you'll even be able to modify the code, Um, and then they say they are the company you would call if your site's down, chances are you're in that sweet spot. You are you found that commerce software that's adapted for your brand and hosted externally in a single-tenant environment that'll give you kind of the best of the most flexibility without going into systems that are just going to have a, a lot of overhead and expenses for support. Okay. And the reason I, I'm you probably see me, I'm kind of
1: furrowing my brow, as I might say, because as I'm thinking about this, giving, given the kind of direct situation that I get to enjoy tomorrow and stuff around this, but isn't there also or couldn't there also be advantages to, and I guess I'm not sure exactly how this would be characterized, but maybe it's characterized as an on-prem type of situation, but yet it's a platform, but the platform's hosted on, on you know, in that on-prem place. So you have a different, basically the, the short of this is you have a different person. You're not calling the platform in the sense of it's down, you're calling the hosting,
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So those
1: are two different places. How does that? And that weigh typically, into this?
0: yeah, that typically would mean that you're dealing with an on-premise solution that you've selected a hosting provider for. And I do think there there are kind of the the two ways I would look at, or the two things I would look at, is depending on your business, you either would want something where it's a pass and the platform is taking care of everything, and they're the place you call, or you want an on-premise solution where you get a copy of the code and you select where it's hosted. Now, the difference is in that really comes down to, is your team technical? Do you have an IT team? Do you have someone at least that can help you make the right choice as far as where to host it? Um, Because I've seen people get in over their heads and have problems where if their site goes down and it's an on-premise solution, well, when you call the e-commerce platform, they're going to say, well, we don't host it. yeah. Yeah, call your hosting provider you call your hosting provider and depending on the hosting provider they might say well this is a problem with your application you need to call your e-commerce solution or your uh, e-commerce application provider and you just get stuck going around and around in the in the the circle of
1: service that is not not a happy one. Circle of disservice. Disservice. Sometimes. Yes. <laughs> right. Thank you. That's, I was thinking, trying to think of the word. That was yeah. Circle but, of disservice.
0: But with the right platform and with the right hosting provider and kind of the right resources, either on your team or um, uh, with a partner that you trust, you can find a, a sweet spot there. You the can find that sweet spot. Yeah. Okay.
1: But ideally, what you're looking for is is the is the answer yes on this that basically the same said the platform that you're speaking to is the same place you're going to call if everything goes everything goes down. So, all right, that makes sense. That makes sense. Well, just a quick review for those uh, keeping score at home. You know, the three questions, will I have access to view the code that powers my e-commerce site on your platform? Will I have access to modify or add to the code that powers my e-commerce site on your platform? And then last but not least, who do I call if my site is down? Those are your three Primary questions that as you're as you're looking at choosing an e-commerce platform, those are real good place to start. Would yeah. you agree?
0: Those are the three that will help you cut through all the different buzzwords and composable commerce and mock and all these different things and get kind of the heart of it. Still, of course, ask questions that relate to your business, your specific needs. Like this isn't your your whole complete list. Um And one other thing, thinking of that fun little experience you're having, um, talk to some references, or ideally, it's pretty easy these days to figure out what e-commerce platform a site's using. Dig around, find two or three current clients for a platform you're considering, especially if it's a pass where they they provide the service, and just ask how the service is. And and just get some references, do some checks there for sure. Well, and what I was kind of thinking
1: of is also not to say that a salesperson, and I am a reformed salesperson, so I can say this with all the truth in my heart, but at the end of the day, what could be some ways that this could get confusing? Or basically, what words could I say as a salesperson to you, Josh, that, while well, I couldn't say them to you because you'd sniff it out. But to someone that's not you, maybe to me, who doesn't maybe have all of the sophistication, what could they say that around these things that might confuse me or cause me to think one way when
0: it's maybe something else? One thing I hear a lot of from the, um, from the multi-tenant SaaS platforms is if you say, can I modify the code? They'll say, you can customize your site however you want. You have lots of ways to customize your site. It's like, that's yeah.
1: different than modifying the code. That
0: is, that is. And then when you dig into it, it turns out, oh, there's limited customization options via web view type thing. or there's plugins you can purchase, third-party services you can purchase, but you can't actually modify the code. Interesting. Well, that's
1: good to know. I thought that might be something that's helpful. Well anything else around around these questions for your uh, when you're choosing your e-commerce platform?
0: Um, no, I would just say if anybody listening or watching has um, other questions as they're struggling or, or trying to select a new platform, if there's questions that have helped you in that selection process, or if you don't even know where to start, um, reach out to me. I would love to kind of add those. We do a weekly email newsletter where I'll sometimes write some articles or, or send out some things in the newsletter um, answering those things. So oh, that'd be fantastic. So I think that's happy, a great but, idea.
1: Man. Great idea. So yeah, definitely reach out uh, to, uh, to Josh, all the information's in the, uh, in the show notes, all of those groovy things. So as always, we really appreciate you being here. Love to hear from you as appropriate. And as always, take care. Have a great day.